0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: and friends around the world. Yep, you heard me right. Our broadcast does go around the world. The radio voice of Eastern Airlines is on the air, and we're talking about our favorite way to fly, Eastern Airlines. Uh, We're on twice weekly now, Thursday afternoon with REPA, the retired Eastern Pilots Association radio hour, at 3 p.m., Eastern Time, and the Eastern Airlines Radio Show, which you're hearing this evening every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Both broadcasts are live call-in shows, and we welcome your comments on the air. Our hosts are from around the world, as I mentioned, and the U.S., and our listeners are right here, ready to talk. That's right, over 50 countries around the world have been identified who regularly listen to our show. We're glad you're one of them. My name is Neil Holland, retired Eastern captain and the producer of the show and I hope you enjoy tonight's broadcast. Our tribute to uh, the uh, country western music will uh, be our topic tonight. And Now Don Gagnon, our announcer for this evening, will get the show in the air. Don, it's all yours. Well,
2: thank you. Our producer just said, we're glad you're with us for more Eastern talk, news, and information. My name is Don Gagnon, and I'll be sitting in for Chuck Albright, our regular announcer, (coughs) who is recovering from surgery tonight. Get well, Chuck. Uh, We need to get you back to this high-paying job. We miss you, my friend. I'm coming to you live from the Villages, Florida. Our producer, Captain Neal, is in St. Augustine. And our other hosts are scattered all over the country. Let's start up in the New York's Long Island area with uh, Captain Mike Scott. And the other side of the island is Captain George Jinn. How are you guys doing, all we right. You're Lynn, all
3: doing Lynn, good. Hang in there. Lynn,
2: over at the uh, Baltimore <laughs> area. Good, thanks, guys. And Mark Porter is our 3.0 producer, uh, reporter. In the Miami area, and of course, right here with me is my wife Dorothy, our webmaster. So, hello, one and all. Mr. Producer, if I've left anybody out, please let me know. From all of our hosts, welcome and thank you for listening and calling the show over the past nine years. You have truly made us the radio voice of Eastern Airlines. We'd love to hear your comments and share your memories with radio listeners from around the world during the broadcast. All you have to do to call the show is to call in at 213-816-1611 and just say hello to talk to us on the air, live, every Monday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Many of our listeners choose to listen by computer using the radio icon on our homepage at www.ealradioshow.com, or perhaps by signing in at the site of our provider, Blog Talk Radio, <clears throat> at wwwblogtalkradiocom Eddie. Now remember to abbreviate the word captain to C-A-P-T. Should you wish to talk during our our live broadcast, feel free to use our call-in number at 213-816-1611 at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Let me repeat that number so you can write it down for your Monday night visits. It's 213-816-1611. And by the way, tell your friends about us. Our membership is growing, and we're now up to... One thousand and fifty two Eastern family and friends. And don't forget, you can listen in on any of our four hundred and seventy Monday night broadcasts uh, and up a plus one hundred Thursday night broadcasts by simply going to blog talk forward slash Cap Eddie. That's C-A-P-T-E-D-D-I-E and scrolling down through the archives of each briefly described forecast. We're nearing 600 episodes now, and all because of listeners like you wanting to talk about Eastern Airlines. Our lines are always open for calls, and if you choose not to participate and talk live with our host, we ask that you please mute your phone as our producer does not have the capability of filtering out background noises. Such as barking dogs, slamming doors, ice cubes and beverages, ringing phones, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's why we put the mute button feature on phones. So now I see it's, uh, that we're number one for takeoff. So, Captain, let's get number 476 in the air.
4: Eastern 476, this is Toronto Tower. You're
3: cleared for takeoff.
0: Wind one zero zero two four runway one three right cliff take off.
3: Yeah, Roger Toronto Tower Eastern four seventy six is on the roll.
0: Travel by, Eastern, where new things are happening, Eastern, fly Eastern Airlines, from the ground up, traveling on Eastern easier, from the ground up, Eastern services speedier, fly Eastern Airlines, Eastern Airlines.
5: Our show tonight will take us through the origins of country music. That can be found in southern recordings, in the uh, southern recordings the Appalachian fiddle players made in the late, late 1910s. It wasn't until the early 20s, however, that country music as viable recording genre took hold. The first commercial country record was made by Eck Robertson in 1922 on the Victor Records label. Vernon Dalhart had the first. National country hit in 1924 with The Wreck of the Old 97. That one must have been a hard one to find, Mr. Producer. You have it there?
1: We got it. Here it comes. <laughs>
0: Virginia San Steve, you're way behind time. This is not 38, but it's old 97. You must put her in, Spencer, on time. Then he looked around and said to his black, greasy fireman, just shovel on a little more coal. And when we cross that wide oak mountain, you can watch old 97 seven. to dabble in a line on a three-mile grade. It was on that grade that he lost his air brake, so you see what a jump he made. Miles an hour when his whistle broke into a scream. He was found in the wreck with his hand on the throttle and scalded to death by the storm. Warning! from this time on and to learn, never speak harsh words to your true love, a husband He may leave you and never
5: return Wow, that's pretty hard to believe, it was almost a hundred years ago I know it You just heard the Hank Snow version of that song, which was very popular with other recording artists uh, that subsequently came along like Johnny Cash. But most historians point to 1927, the year Victor Records signed Jimmy Rogers and the Carter family, I hope that was no relation to Jimmy, as the true <laughs> moment country music was born. We mentioned Victor Records as the label showed a picture of the old Victrola record player with the dog looking into that strange large opening and the horn-like speaker as if wondering What the heck was the strange noise coming out of that contraption?
3: (laughs) Mike, you're up.
5: (laughs) That's
3: right, George. That label served them well. Jimmy Rogers, known as the father of country music, was an instant national success. He is credited with the first million-selling single, Blue Yodel No. 1, in his catalog of songs, all recorded between 1927 and 1933 established him as the first preeminent voice in country music. Rogers died of complications from tuberculosis in 1933, and he was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 1961. Now, Mr. Producer, do you have that blue yodel number one hit in your archive? Here we go.
6: T for Texas, T for Tennessee, T for Selma, that gal that made a wreck out of me. If you don't want me, mama You sure don't have to talk Cause I can get more women Than a passenger train can haul Oh, lady, oh, lady, I'm gonna buy me a pistol just as long as I'm called, Lord, Lord, I'm going to buy me a pistol. just as long as I'm called. I'm going to shoot for Selma, just to see her jump and fall.
3: through Fender amplifiers and loud drums. The biggest Bakersfield stars of the day included Buck Owens, the Baron of Bakersfield, Merle Haggard, and Webb Pierce. Mr. Bedusi, do you have any of those Merle Haggard songs sitting in your archives there?
1: Oh, golly, Pete, let's see. Uh, I do, I think we skipped, did we skip uh, the Carter family? No, yeah, we haven't had that did. yet. Yeah. Okay, we did skip did the we? Carter family, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah let's, let's, let's play a little Carter family music because they're okay. right in there too. And uh, here we go. Here's the, here's what the Carter family call the sunny side.
0: Right there on the sunny side too So we meet with the darkness and strife This sunny side we also may you. Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side Keep on the sunny side of life It will help us every day, it will brighten all the way If we keep on the sunny side of life Oh, savage is so dear Clouds and storm will in time pass away The sun again will shine bright and clear Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side Keep on the sunny side of life It will help us every day, it will brighten all the way If we keep on the sunny side of life Sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of mine. It will help us every day. It will brighten all our way if we keep on. The
3: too quick
7: (laughs) (laughs) There definitely was a distinct sound to music back then originating in Texas and moving up through the Midwest in the late 1920s Western Swing reached its peak in the early 40s It blended the upbeat horn-driven sounds of the big band era with New Orleans jazz, blues, and Dixieland Drums were first incorporated by Western Swing And the eclectic musical mix, including saxophones, pianos, and a Hawaiian instrument called the steel guitar. Prominent Western swing figures included Bob Wills, the king of Western swing, the light crushed doughboys, and Milton Brown, the father of Western swing. Mr. Producer, do you have by any chance a song by any of those we just mentioned?
1: I think you'll like this one, Dorothy. Okay. Keep
8: knocking, but you can't come in. Keep knocking, but you can't come in. Keep knocking, but you can't come in. Guess you better let me be. Kind of busy, so you can't come in. Kind of busy, so you can't come in. Kind of busy, so you can't come in Guess you better let me be Had your chance, so you can't come in You had your chance, so you can't come in Had your chance, so you can't come in Guess you better let me be Shake my door now, but you can't come in Shake my door now, but you can't come in Shake my door now, but you can't come in Guess you better let me be me on the rack, and I'd be there when you got back, but I'm running on another track, guess you better let me be, I know you've been drinking tin, running around with other men, keep knocking but you can't get in, guess you'd better let me be,
0: yeah,
8: oh keep a knocking honey. but you can't come in keep booting but you can't come in busy booting but you can't come in guess you better let me be kinda busy but you can't come in keep knocking and you can't come in keep knocking and you can't come in guess you better let me be
1: Sure, not a Neil Diamond song, is it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I me! Mean, you know, Harry is having problems staying online. Every time someone calls in on the producer board, it knocks poor Harry off my producer board. So, oh. Harry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open this microphone again. So, hopefully, uh, you're here, Harry. Harry. Well, I thought he was here,
0: <laughs> uh, Dorothy.
1: <laughs> do, Dub the ahead, father Val. of bluegrass. Let me let me hit his uh, microphone again. Uh, Harry Lindquist, are you with us? Kitchen table radio. My golly, uh, Dub the father of it. bluegrass. <laughs> Bill Monroe is credited with first popularizing, popularizing bluegrass. That was a form of old-time mountain hillbilly music with its origin in Great Britain. Can you believe that? And Western Africa. <laughs> I thought it was in Georgia, Mississippi, and Alabama. But bluegrass got its name from Monroe's band, the Bluegrass Boys, which eventually included future legends like Lester Flat, um, and on the guitar and Earl Scruggs on the banjo. And after six years, Flat and Scruggs struck out on their own, and in 1949, they were a great success. Bill Monroe was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 1970, and uh, the, role, the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1997. Uh, now, let's listen to Flat and Scruggs on this next one. I think you're going to like this one too. Harry, I'm going to open up your. Are you with us, Harry? Yes, I'm here. Okay, well, I just read your part. So, <laughs> all right, uh, we got you on the next go-around. Let's play a little bit of Big Black Train by Flat and Scruggs.
2: Should be good. Well.
0: We're moving on I'm on a big black train and I
1: Larry?
4: Hey, I'm, I'm back. I had a little phone trouble there. Okay, uh, me too. <laughs> uh, now, I bet you didn't know that Lester Neuro
0: did this famous t- uh, TV theme song. Anybody know what that I'm gonna song Listen was? to a story about a man named Jed. A poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food. And up through the ground come a bubble and crude. Oil, that is. Black gold. Texas tea. Well, the first thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. The kinfolk said, Jed, move away from there. Said, California is the place you ought to be. So they loaded up the truck and they moved to Beverly Hills, that is. Swimming.
2: I just wanted you guys. Well, Harry, everybody knows the Beverly Hillbillies and Jed Clampert, the head of the clan, And of course... We all watched the cowboy shows back then. The cowboy films of the 1930s contributed greatly to the evolution of country music. Stars like Roy Rogers, the King of the Cowboys, and Gene Autry parlayed their music careers into highly successful acting careers. Much of the great music uh, came from the era when it when was, was written specifically for the movies, These films flourished at the box office. Their soundtracks were pressed into vinyl, and buying public ate them up. Great great cowboy stars of the era also included Roger's wife, Dale Evans, and the Sons of the Pioneers, and Spade Cooley. Now let's listen to Roy and Dale sing their sign-off music to their very successful TV show.
0: be Betray- Betray-
5: Trigger, and then there was Gene Autry with his horse named Champion. And, of course, there was the big white hat of uh, Hopalong Cassidy. In
0: 1942,
5: (laughs) Ernest Tubbs' recording of Walking the Floor Over You, that's an interesting title, made him an overnight sensation, which thrust his brand of country, honky-tonk, into national prominence. Hank Williams further popularized his genre, With his emergence in the late 1940s, while lefty Frizzell ascended to almost Elvis-like popularity and status in country music circles in the 50s. Unlike all all other styles of country music, honky-tonk has never taken a backseat to any new trend. Go into any establishment today with live country music, uh, even today, and you're bound to find a honky-tonk band that's on the bill. Mr. Producer, let's hear a little bit of that walking music.
0: I'm walking the floor over you I can't sleep a wink That is it's true I'm hoping and I'm praying as my heart breaks right into walking the floor over Away. You said you'd be back in just a day You've broken your promise and you left me here alone I don't know why you didn't but I do know that you come. I'm walking the floor over you I can't sleep a wink, that is true I'm hoping and I'm praying Walkin' the floor for you, oh, Pearly Bird, now you too, buddy. Now someday you may be lonesome too. Keep right on walking And it won't hurt you to cry Remember that I love you
3: Stock Music, the Nashville sound movement of the 50s and 60s, polished up country's rougher ages by blending the big band jazz and swing with great storytelling. Lush orchestrations backed up the smooth crooning in stars like any Arnold, Jim Reeves, and Jim Ed Brown. Now we heard earlier a little bit about yodeling, but now it's time for this yodeler.
0: are out where the dog is bold, where spurs are redeeming, a cowboy is singing this lonesome cattle call. When the night winds blow up a swore. His heart is a feather in all kinds of weather. He-
3: Drew on many aspects of rock and roll and rockability. predominantly loud, amped-up guitars, usually twin Telecasters played through Fender applique, amplifiers and loud drums. The biggest Bakersfield stars of the days included Buck Owens, the Baron of Bakersfield, and Merle Haggard. In Webb Price, Mr. Producer, you have anything of by Merle Haggard? Now that we got it in, back in the right sequence here. <laughs> We
0: don't smoke marijuana in Muskogee We don't take our trips on LSD We don't burn our draft cards down on Main Street Cause we like living right and being free We don't make A party out of loving But we like holding hands And pitching woo We don't let our hair Grow long and shaggy Like the hippies Out in San Francisco do And I'm proud to be An Okie. From a stogie A place where even Squares can have a fall We still Wave old glory Down at the courthouse White lightning still The biggest thrill of all Leather boots are still In style for manly Footwear Beads and Roman sandals won't be seen And football's still the roughest thing on campus And the kids here still respect the college dean And I'm proud to be an O'Keefe O.K. from the Skogies. It's where even squares can have a ball. We still wave old glory down at the courthouse. White lightning still the biggest thrill of all.
7: And white lightning
0: still the biggest thrill of all.
4: Thank you for that one, Mr. Producer. Merle Haggard certainly had a long career in country music. Mike, I like our sign-off music by Merle Best of All, Silver Wings. Um, yeah. just, just, just as a little side note, Merle was asked about that song one time. He said he was sitting on an, an airplane, the 707 actually, waiting to take off from Phoenix to uh, L.A. Looked out the window and saw the sun gleaning off those silver wings. And the rest, as they say, is history. But anyway, uh, fed up with the perceived selling out of most country performers in Nashville, a number of frustrated and independent-minded artists decided in the mid-'70s that they would no longer follow the rules of Music City's establishment. 'er Ne'er-do-wells like Willie Nelson, his good friend and frequent collaborator Waylon Jennings, Merle Haggard, David Allen Cole, and a host of other outlaws burned their leisure suits threw their hair out, and sang whatever and however they chose to. These outlaws gave country music the timely kick in the pants it desperately needed. Mr. Producer, what would a show without country music be without a song by Willie Nelson? What do you have from Willie?
1: All right. I think you'll enjoy this one.
7: I'm sure we will.
0: Travel in and out of my door. I'm glad they came along. I dedicate this song to all the girls I've loved before. All well, the girls I want to come in. And may I say I feel the pain. For Phil.
8: right
2: success. Artists like Johnny Lee, Dolly Parton, and Mickey Gilley scored major hits on both the country and pop charts, while the outlaws of the mid-70s saw their music wane in popularity. History has proven that much of the music from this era, referred to as by some as country's disco era, was quite disposable. However, a number of notable artists did emerge during that, ta- that dark period to forge wonderful careers, including the great group of Alabama, George Strait, Reba McIntyre, and Stevie Werner.
7: Yes, and Don, uh, the list of superstars who debuted in 1989 reads like a future country music hall of fame induction class. Garth Brooks, Clint Black, Alan Jackson... Travis Tritt, and Dwight Yoakam all scored their first country hits in 1989. They drastically altered the direction of country music by infusing a youthful vitality and rock and roll mentality into a genre that was quickly growing stale and predictable. The amazing class of 89 bridged the gap between the 20th and 21st century country music.
1: Well, that's our show, and, uh, you know, I didn't start liking country music until, you well, know, I got, uh, got a few too many drinks at the bar. <laughs> Started listening to the stories. Guys on both sides were telling me about, you know, being left by their ladies, and it seemed like to me that's the way country songs were written for a long, long time. And uh, but at any rate, I I really enjoy that genre of uh, of music. I really do that and smooth jazz. Those are my two favorites. Yeah. How about
3: you guys? What's what's your favorite? Well, I, I had a uh, of course country music. I liked it as soon as I heard it. But you know it's the old story with a, if you got a dump truck and a dog, that's what they're all about. Next girlfriends and wives and all that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was always great. But uh, you know some of the stuff we talked about before, in the and the Okies, uh, Okies from Muskogee. Uh, back in the '80s, I remember when I was flying with the old company. I ended up doing a a lousy uh, NDB approach in lousy weather and back uh, going into Muskogee, <laughs> the first time I'd ever been in there. And I, I had to get our picture taken at the FBO with the Muskogee sign on the on the top. But uh, and then it came to uh, you know the thing with uh, we had mentioned about Gillies. Uh, if anybody has ever been to Gillies in Houston, uh, I was there several times and actually stole an eighth ball off the cube, off the pool table, which I still have. <laughs> and uh, you still have it. And then of course we got Royal Rogers and Dale Evans. Does anybody remember Pat Brady? He was the he used to oh, drive yeah. his jeep around called Nellie Bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What was Dale Evans' horse name?
3: Yeah, I don't remember that.
2: (laughs) I do. Buttermilk. Buttermilk. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Buttermilk.
4: Buttermilk. Uh, Neil, Uh, I I am a country music fan, more in particular bluegrass fan. A couple of little trivia notes that we uh, caught into our discussion tonight with... uh, some of the groups, the Sons of the Pioneers were certainly a big group that Roy Rogers yeah. was original. Of. Right, exactly. And later on there was a guy that came out of the uh he was a singer for our, for a big band and he sang with the Sons of the Pioneers. He left the Pioneers, went to work in T V. He better known as Festus. His name was Ken Curtis.
0: Festus, oh my Festus. god <laughs> He was
4: uh he was the Sons of the Pioneer. You mentioned Spade Cooley. He's not as well-known. Spade was uh, kind of contemporary of Bob Wills, played that Texas swing music. Spade kind of ended up in a bad way. He was uh, convicted of murdering his wife and sentenced to oh. life in prison. So uh,
1: that's just a, a
4: couple little trivia about some of our yeah. movies there.
5: George, did you, you know, ever
1: have any singers on your flights? Um uh,
5: Not, I don't remember if I did, Neil. Um, I'm trying to recall. I don't, I can't. Nothing comes to mind immediately, though.
3: Yeah. Uh, Well, I I had Sinatra a few times, and Paul Anka. Oh wow! Man, that would have
7: been
3: great.
0: Yeah.
2: I had this uh, picture in my mind earlier in the show, of of an old shack out in the hills. With a bunch of people out there, the women with their grain sack dresses, and the men, the men with the uh, bib overalls with one, one strap, and uh, the banjos, and the uh, wash, washed up bases.
3: Yeah. Right,
2: yeah. play at the spoons and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. It brought it to my mind.
3: The well, you get, the better it sounds. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know,
1: I always, I, I like that Billy Joel song that uh, I think came out of New York, up there in the bars, The Piano Man. Oh, yeah. That was one of my yeah. favorites.
3: Piano
5: Man, I, yeah. I think
1: Billy Joel sang that, didn't he? Yes, yes, he, did. yes, yes yeah. he did.
5: You know, Neil, he, wrote, Neil, he,
1: yeah, he wrote Billy it.
5: Joel Billy Joel lives about a mile from my home. Oh, oh my golly. Hey. Yes, <laughs> yes. Boy,
7: wow. that's wonderful.
5: Do you ever well, get to see him? Yeah, he. Um, we had a, a thing about ten years ago, oh, trying to save this uh, wetlands around here. We had a group and we had a meet, uh, like a, a dinner here in town, and he showed up and entertained everyone.
0: Oh and, boy!
5: Uh, and then he had a he had a couple of car crashes here in town when he was a little bit under the weather, you know.
1: Oh, oh
7: wow!
5: Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a good song. I like to play it. huh?
7: Yeah, that's really, really nice. Well, a lot yeah, of fun tonight, a, got,
5: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he's got some. He's got some pad here. It's uh, really I nice, bet. right on the water. Beautiful. Yeah.
7: Must be. I bet. Yeah. Okay.
5: Well, maybe, let's
1: see. The well,
7: there for a while.
1: Yeah. Well, good show tonight, guys. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. And uh, we've got some really good news, I think, from uh, Mark Porter, who's with us tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to give us a rundown on the new Eastern. I think you've got a lot to tell us about, don't you, Don't you, Mark? I do. I do. Go ahead. You got it.
9: Uh, Eastern Airlines appointed Mike Dugan
1: uh, this week
9: as director of Eastern Cargo. Mike Dugan um, has had uh, past work with uh, Atlas Air, uh, which they're one of their maintenance uh, vice presidents also. And he's worked also for Southern Air, the subsidiary of Atlas. Um, Eastern already has Department of Defense contracts that will fall under Mr. Dugan. And um, recently taken over two CMI contracts of the New England Patriots. Eastern's owner Kenneth Woolley, which I didn't know this, owns extra space storage, but he still owns part of Swift Air, which is now the Iario Group.
0: Oh, he wow. also
9: has KMW leasing. Eastern Aircraft's owned cargo aircraft. They have two 747 400. BCF, Boeing Converted Freighters. They have two DC-10-30 freighters and one 767-200 freighter. Mm. Um, Jet Midwest has two 747-400 freighters that just came in from Qantas. They are in the process of converting a 777-300 into freighter. Oh, Um, Eastern has been on the move this week. It will only hold uh, 80 tons, uh, but still has a lot of space left. The way the aircraft, I was explaining the way the aircraft is situated with the two engines, it can only hold the the, uh, 80 tons, which is still quite a bit. But the 747s that they have, if they get all four of the 747s, um, that's a lot of uh, cargo. They're going to try and Fill in where Atlas, where Atlas, where yeah, where Atlas and um, DHL and uh, Amazon can't and work for them basically leasing their aircraft and pilots to them, so they won't compete directly with them. Mm. Um, Eastern is going to be using its 777 uh, that it acquired, uh, which is N. 771, um, for Department of Defense, charter, and commercial flights into South America. Um, Remember, that aircraft has 452 seats. So there are some tall people like myself that are going to be really crammed in those aircraft. Yeah. Uh, Currently, there are four more 777s to join Eastern's fleet three that are ER air extra range, and one that is long range. And there are five more 767s to join Eastern's fleet. Eastern currently is refurbishing all interiors of their 767 aircraft into all leather seating.
0: Oh, wow. This has
9: been long overdue as the Eastern aircraft interiors are rather old looking. And plus, with the covid the cloth is right. hard to disinfect versus the leather. And if um, something spills on the leather seat, a baby goes pee, leather is quickly to, to wipe down. It's, uh, it weighs more, but it's a much better deal. Mm.
7: Um, Very good.
9: They're, they're probably going to be getting a lot of the leather seats from the Qantas 747s. Um, I was looking at that, but those seats are really in amazing condition. Um, I saw the interiors, and they're blue and everything, so they fit perfectly into Eastern's business class and economy seating. Um,
7: I've
9: never really seen
7: uh, uh, leather seats on any flights I've taken, so that's amazing.
9: Yeah, Southwest uses nothing but leather, Um, Mm -hmm. but a lot of the other companies, um, and, and they last forever, the leather, which is great. Um, the cloth, just bodies rubbing on the cloth, wears out rather quickly. Oh, yeah. Eastern Eastern's seat pitch is 31 inches instead of the normal, which is 32 to 33 inches. Um, even on a five-hour flight, that seat pitch is going to get pretty bad for me. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas even American will pull out 33 inches, and on the 10-hour flight to Uruguay, then you're still getting cramped, but at least it's not 31 inches. So for someone six foot one like myself, you have to pray that person doesn't put the seat back in front of
1: you. <laughs> hey, Mark, Mark, are they yeah. still are the airlines today practicing uh, spacing? because of the virus, uh, or is that over now? Are they just
9: normal Southwest, seating? Southwest and Delta are.
1: The rest have thrown it into
9: the air, and the report came out that over long-distance flights, the virus is very contagious. Mm. So it behooves the airlines to make that spacing like Delta does, um Boeing came out, uh, was it four years ago, with a laboratory that, after the door is closed, is totally disinfected uh, within three minutes, every time, mm. because the the lighting, the UV lighting comes on and disinfects everything in there.
4: Now mm.
9: it still may be moist or something, but it's disinfected. And you can even brush your teeth in the water that comes out of the taps because a a UV light hits that water, and it's totally sterile. Mm -hmm. And I would think, especially for women, that would be a very important thing, to go into a bathroom that would be sanitary. Mm -hmm. And Eastern having (laughs) such a small fleet, it's probably 16 to 22 (laughs)
1: toilets. (laughs) Yeah, Mark, guys like us, you know, we still use Sears Robot catalog products.
9: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that's true. Guys have it a lot easier. But I'm thinking yeah. of the, the women and the women would say, No, let's you know, the first airline that installs them. The women will say, No, I know, let's pay a hundred dollars more and travel on zip up <laughs> airways because they got those freaking toilets. You yeah, know, that's so true. and um, uh if I Eastern Eastern I notice is are you there? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Eastern, I notice is flying every two weeks into Uruguay, every two weeks. Now, they can call it what it is, repatriation or something like this. There are no repatriation flights going on now from Uruguay, really. But it is bringing Uruguayans into the United States and any Americans. So it is a commercial flight, kind of. And it's perfect timing because they're going into their summer. Yeah. Yeah. We're listening. Yep. Oh. Okay. I, I wasn't sure people could hear me. And uh, so yep. the the resort areas like Punta del Este, they are like Cannes in Europe. And come December, they are going to be full. That's so really I think excellent. the timing is. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I've written the CEO, and I said, you know, because they do a lot of work with Ama- Amazonas uh, Linhas ideas down there, a small airline, but. It handles all the groundwork. But they also have Embero 195s that do fly to downtown Buenos Aires and to Punta del Este. Those are just the two perfect destinations that you could interconnect, uh, have interline agreements with for your passengers.
7: Well, it should make a lot of revenue then.
9: Oh, yeah. I mean, even if you have to pay 50% to the, that airline for people going on to Buenos Aires or going on to Punta del Este. I mean, you need to see Punta del Este. Oh, my God, it is gorgeous. There are just miles and miles and miles of beach. The ocean is fit for the penguins, but the beach is beautiful. The people are very are very nice, and all the people come in from Brazil, southern Brazil. Uh, the town's eastern is going to uh, surf like Belo Horizonte it's, and
7: um Curitiba and that.
9: Like and they go into uh there um and those that's where all the um fourth illustrated models for example are found because they and come it's in bad, from uh,
7: Ma, that you yeah. don't encourage yeah. them to have some sort of a television commercial on that that area uh so that people will know about it i mean i didn't i didn't even know about that I don't know how
9: many people that don't, yeah, there're probably a lot that don't um my ex wife's dad owns forty pieces of property right on the ocean there, so I mean wow. I was married to an Uruguayan and know all about that country, and it really it and it let's see his ten uh his bed um house that can it's a separate house that can sleep ten people as mm-hmm. of course the kitchen the living room everything and outside is $65 a day. Oh, that's hmm. cheap. So it's two blocks wow. from the ocean and it's $650 yeah, for 10 days.
0: Mm-hmm. That
9: is cheap. And that's, that's what a lot of the places are, price wise. So once you pay the, get this, Eastern is charging $1,200 for economy and 1500 for business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You travel business if you're smart.
2: Tour tax for 300 sure.
9: Yeah. Yeah. It's a big,
2: wide, first-class seat. You right. know, I'm sure the service exactly.
9: is, the, is the same. I'm, I, I'm calling for hot towels and little menus. You know, it's just mm-hmm. that little touch of class that doesn't cost one bit extra. And it's going to show you what's on the flight for food, and you can order it. And the hot towels are very nice. Trust me, I, I loved when Pan Am handed those out. I think Eastern did, too, because you can wipe them sure yourself. Did. and you feel so greasy.
1: Yeah. You feel greasy by the end of the flight. Well, Mark, Mark, uh, I hate hmm? to cut you off short. So, so much uh, news coming from Eastern, but we have a couple of announcements uh, here to be made. And so I sure appreciate your report, and uh, sure. uh, keep up the good well, work. Next, Thank by you. By way, it, yeah. it looks like Pan Am's coming back. Yeah, been reading about that. Yeah, <laughs> it'll take a while, but... <laughs> Okay well,
9: <laughs> know, uh, Everybody else is going out coming Pan in would be buying for South America I would have yeah. left Yeah
1: Okay you
9: know, let's Mark, see what we're happens here we talking about
7: the air safety And uh, Neil I'd like to read that letter From Chris uh, Grony That invitation It's perfect for what Mark was just talking about The air safety and the airplanes uh,
1: Yeah Would you please Chris, Yeah
7: Yes, uh, Chris Negroni wrote us an email, and she is the author of The Crash Detectives, Investigating the World's Most Mysterious Air Disasters, uh, has extended the invitation to a screening of an air safety documentary. Uh, she writes, oh. "Hi all, through my Facebook group, Flying Lessons, I have received yeah. an invitation to host a virtual screening of the documentary, Invisible Sky. I've watched this film several times already and find it has many interesting points about ear safety and the NTSB investigation process. The, uh, if you want to uh, see what she's looking at at flying and Lessons, it's <laughs> www.facebook.com forward slash invisibleskyfilm, and that's an S on invisible okay forward slash videos forward slash two four five three seven three four nine three one three seven <laughs> one four six six now that's a long um, hyperlink Can't... but I will have that on the front page for a short time for anybody that wants to go in I because... signed
1: up yesterday Dorothy oh great Dorothy I signed up yesterday Yes,
7: I, I did When you when I received this letter I have that on yeah. too It's going to be tomorrow night yeah. uh, The organizer has graciously Allowed Christine to extend this invitation To others who might be interested The film will be followed By question and answers With Jeff Gozitti Formally of the NTSB And the FAA And she'll be moderating This discussion Now she can't register for us So you have to follow the link And go in if you want to attend uh, She thinks it will be Very thought provoking And well worth it uh, So to attend you must register In advance So the hyperlink of google.com Will be on the website as well and you'll be able to use that to uh, uh, go into this uh, register. And then once you register, you'll receive an email because they ask you to put your email in. So that's for that. But I also have uh, another thing about uh, Jim Holder in the breaking news of a vote by the Reaper membership. You want me to read that, Neil?
1: Yeah, real quickly, and then we'll finish it up.
7: Okay, uh, they had a vote by REAPA membership, a uh, memo put out by Jim Holder about the dissolution on September 15th, and the following four REAPA members and wives met at the home of the REAPA treasurer, Jerry Frost, for the purpose of counting the ballots concerning dissolution of REAPA. Johnny Stymax, Richard Burnett, Jerry and Marge Frost, Jim and Carrie Holder were there, and they received 273 ballots that were returned out of 370. <clears throat> Excuse me. The dissolution to proceed, 182 yes votes were required, two-thirds of the return ballots per the REPA bylaws. There were 138 votes against dissolution and 135 for dissolution, so it failed. Um, I also want to mention that our REAPA Radio Hour is on Thursday, and we have more readings from Repartee, t and the archive episodes are up on the RePA Radio Hour Blog Talk Radio. Um, that um, All of those hyperlinks are in on our website, and you can just go in and click right on any one that you'd like to hear. Our next EAL radio show is episode 477 on Monday, September 28th, and that's going to be the ninth annual Eastern Airlines Radio Show Hall of Fame. So we hope you all join us for that one, where we honor uh, Captain John Halla uh, Burton. Uh, The upcoming uh, virtual flying show we've talked about, that could be a possibility, as well as having the Eastern pilots at some point come aboard and discuss theirs. So we're looking forward to trying to get those two shows for you. We too want to thank our major sponsor, the Retired Eastern Pilots Association, Reaper, for the generous donation that continues to keep us on the air. Members can find on the home page on the Sponsors tab their name under Platinum Falcon, as well as all all of our other contributions by our members, Gold, Civil, or Falcon. Folks, we're still looking for additional donors to be sponsors to help us keep the radio voice of Eastern Airlines going strong across the airwaves of our wonderful planet Earth. That's right. We're heard in many countries across the globe, as both Neil and Don mentioned. When you send in your donation of $40, you'll receive a signed copy of Neil's book, Wings of Many. It's a fun read by the Eastern people back in the days of Eastern air transport, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Send your correspondence and donations to Captain Neil Holland, EAL Radio Show, 9776 San Jose Boulevard, Suite 12B in Jacksonville, Florida, 33257. Uh, now, if any of our hosts have an announcement you might want to add? Okay, folks, and now we're approaching the airport and the end of our Eastern Flight 476 show. But we will be back next week sharing more great Eastern talk and special tribute to Captain John Halliburton, as I mentioned to be with us to hear this remarkable Eastern Air employee. It looks like we are entering the controlled airspace mm-hmm. of Washington, D.C. So, Captain, would you mm-hmm. please put us down gently at the Ronald Reagan Washington International Airport?
4: Washington Tower to Eastern 476. You're cleared to land on Runway 18. Roger, Washington
5: Tower, Eastern 476. Clear to land, 1-8. Down, three greens.
9: Yeah, put this thrusters on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a short field.
2: <laughs> great landing, John. Captain. You know, great landing, Captain. Folks, you're invited to be with the radio show the annual Hall of Fame broadcast next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time when we honor, presumably, prom- Captain John Halliburton into the Hall of Fame. It might be a good idea to catch our next broadcast, September 24th. ...of the Reaper Radio Hour at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. These are stories by the pilots of Eastern Airlines. If you haven't heard one of these broadcasts, you're really missing out on some great Eastern talk. There's some more great stories by Eastern people. Our producer is telling me it's time to say goodbye. So, this is Don Gagnon on behalf of Chuck Albright. Signing off on behalf of our host tonight... George, Captain George Chin, Captain Mike Scott Dorothy Gagnon, Harry Lindquist Mark Porter, and of course our producer, Captain Neil Holland playing the sign-off music made popular by Merle Hager. Let's listen to Silver Wings
0: are you away Leaving me Lonely Still
2: Good night, Eastern family and friends from
1: around the world. Hello? And yeah, I'm here. Good night, Eastern Airlines, wherever you are.
7: Good night, Eastern. We love you.
1: I lost Don. <laughs> <laughs> I did
7: too. <laughs> okay. Good
3: okay. night, nightcap.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
3: Good
1: show, guys. Thank you. Yep. Thank okay. you.
0: you had a good okay. Good job, Thank Neil. You. we Stay go. Stay safe. Taking Bye. Bye. you away hey, and leaving me lonely. Silver wings slowly fading out of sight.